Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. SHN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pig Pan, your place for all things great in sports history. And welcome to a sports break where we will talk about some of the great events and people associated with the date of April 18th. Now, we have some fantastic Hall of Famers we're going to talk about for their birthdays on this day. And we also have some great events that happen and milestone moments in sports that I think you're really going to take notice of. But before we do, let's make sure you're aware of our social media. We are on Twitter at Pigskin Dispatch. We would love to have you follow us and you know share some of the, the comments and, uh, you know, plug and help us to spread the news about great football history to help preserve it through social media on the Twitter platform. Now for April 19th, we're going to start off on Pigskin Dispatch and we want to make sure that uh, we, we cover some of these great events here. April 18th, 1990, uh, the, Alabama was issued an original franchise in the WLAF, which was called the Birmingham Fire. That's the World League of American Football. Remember the Birmingham Fire? On April 18th, 1995, quarterback Joe Montana announced his retirement from football. He started off, you know, the great Notre Dame uh, prospect came out and uh, went to the San Francisco 49ers, won a few Super Bowls with them and Bill Walsh as his coach and moved on to Kansas City and uh, had some great success there as their signal caller calling it up on a, a year and a season and a career uh, there in 1995 on April 18th. April 18th, 1998, the NFL draft took place and Peyton Manning was the first overall pick by the Indianapolis Colts. And if you remember that Ryan Leaf, uh, there was some speculation that maybe they would take Ryan Leaf, the quarterback, from there. But no, he went to San Diego uh, with the second selection. Uh, some great uh, players came out of this. Andre Wadsworth, Charles Woodson, Alan Fanica, Randy Moss, all Hall of Famers, all came out of that 1998 NFL draft. Some football birthdays. April 18th, 1931 in Jefferson County, Oklahoma. University of Texas two-way player at Garden linebacker Harley Sewell was born. And uh, Harley went into the College Football Hall of Fame in the year 2000. And in April 18th, 1962 in Titusville, Florida, Wilbur Marshall, the outstanding linebacker of the Florida Gators from 1980 to 1983, uh, arrived in the world. Wilbur Marshall's collegiate football records were celebrated in the College Football Hall of Fame after his induction in the year 2008. And he went on to uh, be an all-pro in the NFL and even earned a Super Bowl uh, with the Chicago Bears and also with the, the Washington Redskins, won a couple of them. 
1970 on April 18th in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. The stud Louisiana Tech offensive tackle from 1989 to 1992, Willie Roof, uh, was born. And he celebrates a birthday. He went into the College Football Hall of Fame in uh, 2014. Went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame two years before that in 2012. And uh, 11-time Pro Bowl selection member of the NFL's 1990s All-Decade team. who was a New Orleans Saint. Uh, was where he played his career. 1973 on the state Pensacola, Florida. Florida State's Mr. Everything linebacker Derek Brooks was born. He uh, helped the, lead the Knowles to their first ever national championship in 1993 and was a two-time unanimous first-team All-American in 1993-1994. Went into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2016 at induction ceremonies and in 2014 became a Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinee uh, and his number was retired by Tampa Bay uh, and they're part of the Ring of Honor. So that's some great uh, moments we have in sport there. Now, we also have our Jersey Dispatch, this website of this very podcast. And we want to celebrate the Hall of Fame birthday of Sam Crawford, who was born in April 18th, 1880 in Wahoo, Nebraska. He's a Baseball Hall of Fame right fielder. He was nicknamed Wahoo Sam born in uh, Wahoo, Nebraska, so there's some obvious reasons there. Uh, he was a uh, left-hander, batted left-handed through left-handed, took advantage of the competing American League and National League uh, for his services back in the early 1900s. Ended up playing for the Detroit Tigers and had a great career. Uh, still holds the Major League Baseball record for the most career triples in the 309. Not sure if that'll ever be broken. That's a, a pretty big number there. That might be... Uh, one of those untouchables, as many people say. Now let's flip things over and go on to jerseydispatch.com, our home website. And April 18th, 1918, the Cleveland Indians center fielder, Tris Speaker, turns an unassisted double play. Speaker reportedly glove-trapped a fly ball and then sprinted into the infield, tagging Detroit's Aussie Fit, who had been on second base and then forcing Babe Ellison out by tagging second base after he apparently stayed too close to first base bag to tag up if the ball had been caught. April 18, 1946, Jackie Robinson, number 42, made his debut as the new second baseman of the Montreal Royals. It was a stepping stone in minor leagues to eventually become the first black man in the majors with the Brooklyn Dodgers. April 18, 1950, Sam Jethro was the first African-American to play for the Boston Braves. Sam wore number five jersey in his brief time in Boston. Now let's take a jaunt over to 80sbaseball.com. Our friend Jay Daniel has a great site there. Talks about some great April 18th debuts. One in eight in 1985, Vince Coleman went one for three with two stolen bases in his big league debut. He finished the year with 110 stolen bases as a rookie, won the Rookie of the Year award. What a great debut and a great debut season for Mr. Coleman. And uh, we also have some things from baseball, 80sbaseball.com, uh, some uh, great plays that happened. Uh, Tom Seaver in 1981 joined the 3000 Strikeout Club when he strikes out Keith Hernandez of the Cardinals. And on April 18th, 1982, the Braves beat the Astros 6-5 and set a National League record by beginning the season at 11-0. Jay Daniel, 80sbaseball.com, we thank you for that great information. And now we 
jump into another one of the websites we love to look at and nba.com as they offer some great history nuggets uh, day by day April 18th there's a few that we want to talk about on 1962 on the date the Boston Celtics beat the Los Angeles Lakers 110 to 107 in overtime in game seven of the NBA finals and despite the 11th straight 30 point plus point scoring performance by Lakers forward number 22 Elgin Baylor which was an NBA playoff record. Number six, Bill Russell of the Celtics tied his own NBA Finals record by grabbing 40 rebounds in that single game. April 18, 1967, Rick Barry, number 24 for San Francisco Warriors at the time, scored 55 points as the Warriors downed Philadelphia 130 to 124 in game three of the NBA Finals. A series Philadelphia eventually won in just six games. But Barry's 55 points is tied for the second highest point total in playoff history and his 22 field goals made tied number 22 Elgin Baylor, who we talked about earlier's NBA Finals record. In 1991, on the 18th of April, Utah guard number 12 John Stockton in a 130-103 Jazz win over the Seattle Supersonics at the Saul Palace dished out 11 assists to finish the 1990-91 season with 1,164 assists, breaking his own NBA record for assists in a season set the previous year. Now we jump over to ho- VintageHockeyJerseys.com as they have some great uh, history from the NHL and on the ice. April 18, 1954, the Detroit Red Wings number 8, Tony Leswick's goal at 4:29 in overtime gave his team a 2-1 victory over the visiting Montreal Canadiens in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. It was the Red Wings' second Stanley Cup championship in three years. And on 1999, on April 18th, number 99, Hall of Fame center Wayne Gretzky played for the final game of his career. He assisted on the Rangers' lone goal of the game, a 2-1 loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins, finishing with 2,847 career points, which was 943 ahead of Pittsburgh Penguins number 68, Yarmir Yager, who was in second place. And that is your sports history for the day. We are so glad that you were able to join us and uh, join us and uh, listen to some of these great things that came from VintageHockeyJerseys.com, NBA.com, 80sBaseball.com, and of course our websites, PigskinDispatch.com and JerseyDispatch.com. We'd love to share the history with you. We'd love to share uh, all these evenings with you and uh, glad that you could join us once again. Join us each and every day as we try to bring you some more great sports history. Till next time, everybody, have a great sports history day. This penalty kill is almost over. I got to get back out on the ice. But thanks again for joining us for another great edition of Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. You get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. 
This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians, you'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.